0: Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we spotlight the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Flow Foundation. Movie time. Let me (laughs) mommy. Little Mermaid. No. This summer I turned
1: Titans.
2: I'll be choosing tonight the notebook no!
0: No! with hub TV from Flow. Now, all your channels and streaming apps are in one place, controlled by your voice. Get internet and hub TV for the special offer of only six thousand four hundred and ninety nine dollars plus GCT a month. Inspired by you, visit a Flow store today.
1: Dwindling voter turnout has been a major point of concern over the last few general elections. Now, why are all Jamaican citizens not showing up to vote? Why are you not showing up to the polls to vote? Welcome to today's episode of Impact in Jamaica, powered by the Flow Foundation. I'm your host, Kyle Williams, and today we will be unpacking or demystifying the science behind polling and voting. Today we will be joined by a marketing and research professional who has been in the field for over 52 years. He is a professional political pollster and a lecturer, Mr. Don Anderson. Welcome to Impact in Jamaica.
2: Welcome to today's episode of Impact in Jamaica. How are you doing? Thank you very much for inviting me. I welcome these opportunities because I believe that knowledge which is not shared is of little value. So I'm happy to talk through these issues and I hope that by doing so people will be a lot more comfortable and more um, reflective, reflective of the whole political polling business, which is where I know you want to focus on, but I'm happy to share.
1: All right, I appreciate that very much. Also on the panel, you will see two gentlemen with me. Um, mm-hmm. One is Mr. Gavin Bonnester. He's a resident in Kingston and a citizen of Jamaica, of course, and right. it's Courtney James from Mandeville, Manchester. Okay. Um, the, who is opposed though? They usually don't have a face. I'm glad that we are able to at least see you now and we, we, tend, we citizens generally we just hear about the the, the votes being tallied up. We just hear yes. about you know polls going on, but we right. really don't know these individuals and of course accountability is another thing, right So it is it is very important that we are speaking to you and seeing you here um, live in flesh.
2: right. May I just add one thing. Sure. I am now regarded as a political pollster, all right, yes. because political polls, when it comes to elections and other times, this is, gets coverage in the newspapers, I'm on television and public speaking, et cetera. But should I tell you something? Political polls represent 5% of my business, and this is going to help you understand the credibility that we bring to bear on it, because the other 95% of my business is conducting market research. And I can say to you that clients who conduct market research make massive financial decisions on the basis of the research that is generated, all right? We have done market research for almost every, certainly every industry in Jamaica and a significant number of major clients in Jamaica, in the Caribbean, for the World Bank consistently, For a number of other donor agencies, we were the the preferred market research supplier for the World Bank in the Caribbean. We were doing six and eight different Caribbean countries at once for the World Bank on what they call a country opinion survey, which is assessing how people feel about the World Bank and what the World Bank should be doing to better integrate the social programs that they're offering. You don't get that kind of, you don't get that far unless people believe in what you're doing. So I get a lot of flack in the political area. It's 5% of my business, but that's because that environment is charged with emotion. And quite frankly, not a lot of rational behavior.
1: Understood. And well, what you definitely put it into perspective when you mentioned yeah. the 5%, only yeah. 5% of your actual business. 5%. Which, and it definitely, um, speaks speaks to the credibility of the work that you do do. Um, what are the systems that we have in place to preserve and assure fairness in our election?
2: That is a function of the electoral office of Jamaica. We have come through a period in the 80s and 90s where I think it would be correct to say the electoral results quite often didn't reflect um uh, not that one part, the same part who won might not have won, but there are lots of practices in elections that were questionable. And there were some constituencies where the voter turnout was in excess of those registered. Mm-hmm. All right, so there, were, there was bogus voting. I, I Courtney, Courtney, kind of, um, <laughs> I saw Courtney's face a while ago. What is he talking about? Well, there are some constituencies where the number of people who voted was 102%. Meaning
1: there was
2: vote was voting there was double voting there was padded voting there were all kinds of challenges. Some um, persons must have really just... enjoyed
0: voting. Eh? Some persons must have really enjoyed voting. Sorry to have cut you.
2: No, that's okay. Um, well, you know, it was a, it's a reality. People were found ways of voting twice, or the lists were not as pristine as they ought to have been. I think from about two thousand there has been significant improvement in the voters' registration, one. And two, there have been a lot more controls being applied by the Electoral Office to ensure that each person who is entitled to vote does get a vote. Now, having said all of that, elections are won on election day, regardless of what the polls say. Elections are won on election day, all right? Which means that we have heard of, and we can't prove it, of situations where people have been paid to get out of the territory on the day of election so that they can't vote. And -hmm. these obviously would take place in marginal constituencies where people with money are able to encourage people to take trips outside or take them in busload outside of the constituency so that they can't vote in a situation where it is felt that the votes they cast might in fact not be in their favor. So all kinds of practices, you know, are are evident take place on election day some people are prevented from going used to be by virtue of people intimidating them Mm -hmm. all right so there are lots of things i think today we have a much better system a much cleaner system a much clearer system the problem today is that elections have become in the caribbean right through the caribbean and we know we have worked across the caribbean transactional Meaning, you know, a lot of money is actually distributed for one reason or another. Either to encourage people to go to vote or discourage them from going out to vote. It happens. It's, it's, it's something we're familiar with in a number of other territories that we work with. So I think today, however, the electoral office in Jamaica, and if we can focus on Jamaica largely, the electoral office in Jamaica has put in place a number of controls to prevent um fraudulent voting. And um I'm not sure it's a perfect system yet, or it can be a perfect system, but it certainly is one that is much better respected than it was 20 years ago.
1: So well, I, I definitely do appreciate you speaking to um some of the hindrances that we had and um the imperfection of the system. And of course um it does um lend to the lend to the or speak to the credibility of the whole thing. Because of course, if you were here to say, it's a perfect system and people know that the things that you're speaking, this, this isn't necessarily new news, right? People know that um, in the past, especially, there were a lot of um, fall play that, that took place. Mm-hmm.
2: So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy
1: that you you did touch on that. And of course I am um, elated that the, the systems are are being amended.
2: And much, much bit. better. And they are much, much, much than better than
1: they, they were back then.
0: Little
2: Little
0: Mermaid. No. This summer,
2: I turn... Titans. I'll be choosing tonight... The Notebook... No! no.
0: With My Hub TV from Flow, now all your channels and streaming apps are in one place, controlled by your voice. Get Internet and Hub TV for the special offer of only $6,499 plus GCT a month. Inspired by you. Visit a Flow store today. Of course, you also said... That um, it is
1: not a perfect system, right? Um, what can we do then to, to to go as close to perfection as possible? In your view, how can we get the election to to be as accurately reflective of the the, the voters?
2: Well, the first thing obviously is the voters' role, eh? because in a number of constituencies, for one reason or another, um, it is not as clean and as clear as it ought to be. All right, A lot depends on whether people re-register, whether they re-register in the same constituencies in which they're enlisted. Some people go to vote and find that they're not at the right polling station, for example, because of one reason or another, they changed their address and they haven't bothered to go to the electoral office and find out exactly where they should vote. So I think having a clean voters list, surely as clean as possible a voters list would be one very important step in the right direction, all right? Now, when you get to the point where you have to vote, I think it's a lot easier over the last couple of elections where certainly I've gone out to vote in every election, all right? And I think it's becoming easier to vote. There are times when you have to wait in long lines and people got frustrated and left. But I think, and I don't think it's necessarily because of where I vote, all right? But I think it's a lot easier to get there and get out of a polling station these days. And I think that's, again, another step in the right direction. So having clean voters list, making it easier for people to cast their votes and come back out, I think are two things that would certainly help. And um, obviously, one has to be constantly reviewing the list to make sure that they're current. That's another thing.
1: Yes, I, I do appreciate you saying that too, because one of the major deterrents for a lot of people, um, I don't know if it stems from laziness or you just have better things to, or you you, you think that you have better things to do with your time, but the, the line was definitely a deterrent many years ago. Sure. Um, because I I remember my my grandparents and, um you know, people, elders at the time, I'm going out and it would be a whole day affair and they would just, they would come back and they say, I've been in the, the, the line since... Whatever AM and um I'm John I'm just now getting through, right? Yeah. So that was definitely a major deterrent when when you deterrent when you understood that it was something that would consume, um the the larger parts of your day. So yes. I'm I'm happy yes. that that has also improved too.
2: Definitely, it has. Yes.
1: Okay, I don't know if if either of these guys or either of the gentlemen on the, the panel have any any questions. Do I did I touch on everything that you that you had?
0: Uh, I did have a couple that at, at this point, I probably should have been writing them down. To be honest, though, so, Mr. Anderson so eloquently explained a lot of things and he touched on probably one of my biggest points. But my question to Mr. Anderson would be like, what would you propose as some form of like countermeasure if it's within your power to answer? But one of the things you touched on was that a lot of the, the money. The corruption involved in the voting process, where a lot of persons turn up to vote or don't 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 turn up to vote based on the financial incentives, right? If you're say someone of my purview, where I'm not ever I'm not overly inclined to vote for any party, if you went and threw some money my way, now I have a reason to be there. I mean, I got the time off work already, and you're giving me money to go and vote. Hey, I'll go and vote for the money. How would you this? De- desensitize that like how would you get that out of the
2: process that is probably and that is the pardon my saying the million dollar dollar question all right because very few people very few people will admit to taking money to either go to vote or not to go to vote we haven't come across too many in our polls and we have tried to establish that from our own polling you know, whether people were approached and offered money. Very few people ascribe would, would accept and admit, right? But we know it happens. Um, I was working in a particular election in the Eastern Caribbean. And the, the losing candidate, losing candidate, meaning he was the leader of the party that lost, said to me, and he was on the cards based on all the polls to win the election, He said to me, on the day of election, he had never seen so much money circulating on election day in all his life. All right. How do you prevent that? You don't know where it's going to happen. You don't know who is going to whatever. But he said on that particular day, I can tell you in another Caribbean territory where I worked. It is said, and people have told me that they have evidence of this. That people were flown in, charter flights came from overseas, landed about half day during the election campaign, and people beat all the customs and immigration systems and went straight to polling stations to vote. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you do that? So these are the kinds of experiences that I've had. People have talked to me about it, people have given me information to attest to what is taking place in there. These things happen on the spur of the moment. You don't know what the strategy is going to be on election day. Mm. That's a difficult situation to, to, to rein in. Yes. Very difficult. But it happens. Yeah.
0: At the you bare know? minimum, I appreciate your like honesty and forwardness with sharing that information. Because like oh, it's, it's one thing that. where it's suspected. It's one thing where we see it on a small scale. You probably know somebody who knows somebody yeah. who got yeah. some money. But you, yes. given your stature, your position... You know, the bigger circle in which this happens. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you, Alicia. I won't
2: name any countries, but I can tell you, (laughs) I know of situations where, you know, um, this has happened. This has happened. And elections have been swayed. Mm. And poll results have been distorted by virtue of that day. That's why I keep on saying to persons and people saying, boy... Based on your polls, this party is going to win an election. I say elections are won an election day.
0: Yeah, I can imagine how that can be a huge issue to your line of business since you all won't right, be able absolutely. to factor that in. So you'll do That's- your polling, have all your information, yeah. but then the money spent by the respective party, you you wouldn't be able to account for how that would Can't affect do. the results in con- contrast to what you've polled for. So
2: Can't do. No, it, it shouldn't be drastically different. But there are certain key constituencies where the candidates or the parties know which are the swing parties, swing, swing constituencies, and that's where they would put their thrust. You know, I talked to one leader of a losing in a losing election, and he said to me, Boy, the other candidate, other party knew exactly which were the areas that they needed to pump money in and they got in there and did just that and they swayed the marginal seats in that particular thing and that went the other way so these things happen Mm. transactional behavior has become the order of the day in a number of caribbean territories that i work in and i tell you i've done about not not just one election you know i've done a number of elections in each of these caribbean countries okay
1: well number well well to piggyback on um Mr. James is, is gratitude. He he thanks you and he celebrates your open and honest your your honesty. And I I appreciate that very much. That being said, is it usually big enough to just sway an entire election? Is my vote now now useless? Is is there a point to me voting if the 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 if if the the the, the winner is going to be decided by well foul play?
2: Um, you know, it, I think the focus. The focus has been general, but the specific thrust has been on those marginal constituencies, you know, which by virtue, and here's where the importance of political polling comes in, just one way, just one evidence. They look at political polls and they look at constituencies and they say, oh boy, this one is a touch and go, you know, marginal error is plus or minus 3%, but boy, you know, it looked like a dead heat. Those are the constituencies that they tend to focus more on. Okay. And therefore, that's where that's those are the constituencies that can be easily more easily tilted by virtue of the financial benefit to people who either go out to vote or are prevented from going out to vote for whatever reason. Okay. You know, those are so I would say I can't quantify it, but I believe that it certainly wouldn't impact every constituency because there are certain constituencies where people are die-hard one way or another. It might narrow the balance, but it is the marginal constituencies that are touch and go. And, you know, in our election in Jamaica, there are about, generally about 18, 20 of the 63 constituencies that are marginal by virtue of the narrowness of the victory in the previous election or elections. Mm. All right? So that in itself if they correctly target 18 or 20 constituencies can shift the balance mm. so if a party wins by five seats it could be because they've been able to convince people in 10 of those seats to move so that's the, the delicacy of that kind of um transactional behavior mm.
1: okay well and of course of course um there is some limit to the amount of money that you do have because the, to buy an ent- entire election i can only imagine the, the the burden that that would would have on anybody's pockets, right? So, oh, but
2: you know, you know, um, there's a lot of money around at election time because, especially in an election which is likely to be close, you will find, and this is normal, you will find that corporate bodies hmm. tend to want to get involved because when the elections are over and dusted, you know that's the kind of Benefit that yes, they derive. Yes. I put it very delicately. <laughs> I just want to give it an example.
1: So okay? de- we we definitely believe. Well, yeah. I definitely believe you. But before we go, um, Mister Mister Bonisa, you you hadn't had an opportunity to ask any questions, if any. Have we touched on everything that you
2: you? Had? Uh, I, I I do believe I have a question. I mean, I, it's not a question that was directly, necessarily, direct related to what we're talking about, but um.
0: It's something that I've
2: personally always wondered, uh, as a post or as someone who conducts market research, um, how is it that you go about selecting your sample uh, so that you can get as accurate a representation of what the general public feels? Excellent question, and I'm glad you asked it because I run into people all the while who say, boy, you run this research company all this while. Nobody ever come to my house to ask me anything yet. How come? You know, we give them a facetious answer, first of all. Well, We didn't talk to you, but we talked to somebody like you. How can <laughs> that be? Bottom line is, an individual opinion statistically is not relevant. And we have to be careful how we say that. You're only relevant as you're part of a group. So when you look at data, it's a boy, 70%. Of the people that we interviewed went to the movie last night. That's a big number. That's an important number. But if we said, well, 2% went to the movie last night, hmm, you know, there's hardly much to talk about in that 2%. Sample design is something that is a science. The, the easiest way is what we call the bowler soup, example. All right, It's something I worked on in teaching at the university. I say, if you have a bowl of vegetable soup, let me tell you very quickly. Bowl of vegetable soup, chump up, cho chop pumpkin, all kind of thing mixed up in there. You're about to have your vegetable soup and somebody call you and say telephone call, come for you. I like, I have to go and do it anyway. You leave the soup for 10 minutes and you come back. If you just go to the soup and pick up a spoonful, you will not get a representative sample of the soup. If you stir that soup up and all the ingredients are mixed together and you take a spoonful of i can guarantee you that in that spoonful of that soup you have a represent adequate representation of the rest of the soup
1: <laughs> now you speak you speak in my language when you at the moment you brought up soup i'm, okay. I'm fully engaged but i do understand and i accept the, the analogy right. i appreciate it very much
2: absolutely all right
1: well, well, thank you for joining us. I wish, of course, we wish um, this could drag on forever, but we've learned a lot and you've de- demystified much of um, uh, the misconceptions that we we did have. Um, the skepticism, much of it has gone away. I'm, I'm pretty sure Mr. James can can um, confirm or should be able to.
0: What, what I will strongly appreciate is a lot of the insight that's provided as to how it works, because mm-hmm. knowing the limitations of the... I'll say the, the corruption. Knowing the, the limitations of the corruption, you can see where the genuine representation can be found. Because, mm. again, if, if, if it does tie into money, and if you consider it on the basis of an investment, given um, my profession, it, it would be unwise to just randomly invest In just about everything, you would probably choose one area, you would probably choose one of the areas that are marginalized, marginalized, as Mr. Anderson said, and maybe it will affect that. But as to the election as an overall process, it most probably won't, because as I think it was you who pointed out, you most probably can't pay for that. No, no. it it would be unreasonable to I can't imagine how beneficial that would be, realistically, (laughs) just based on how much it would cost. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. on a side note, though, my personal appreciation for Mr. Anderson and his insight, you are a very eloquent speaker and you explained some points. You. quite. I, I was more engaged in listening than even thinking about questions to ask and I'm just absorbing would, the knowledge because yeah. I would listen to you for a good other half or just being receptive of much of what you're saying. So I appreciate you for that.
2: I appreciate your comments and I really appreciate your inviting me because, as I said, it's important to share exactly what you do, you know. And I have no reservation about talking about the research process at all. Hi, where's everybody? Well, Jackson is doing homework. Atlas and Oz are playing games. (laughs) Ivy is taking a nap. Of course, Wayne and Gio are doing
1: Wayne and
0: Geo, <laughs> <laughs> They can't stop this. Your Wi-Fi is
1: so strong. Home internet with smart Wi-Fi gives us wall-through-wall connectivity. With Yacht & Road
0: Plus, get gig speed, fiber-fast internet, smart Wi-Fi plus unlimited mobile on the go. All for the special offer of only $6,999 plus GCT a month. Visit a Flow store today. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Flow Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, email us at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. That's all one word, impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.